The 2021 JOTW Strategic Comms Survey has just been published, which Ned Lundquist and Frank Strong have worked on for the past four years to analyze what's going on in the communications industry. And like the Muckrack survey we talked about a couple of weeks ago, there are some challenges communicators face, both because of that little pandemic that we went through and because of how fast things have changed. They found that many communicators have far too many priorities. I can attest to that. That cutting through the noise continues to be a challenge. And so does working with leaders who don't understand communications. On today's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast, we're going to talk about those challenges along with some of the other key findings. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. This year, 300 communications professionals took the survey, and they had six contributors who helped shape the question and analyze the results. Those contributors included Karen Swim, Michael Smart, Michelle Garrett, Stacey Miller, Shell Holtz, and Shanali Burke. I mean, my feelings aren't hurt that I wasn't part of it, but I guess covering it on this podcast would then be a conflict of interest. So many feelings. <sighs> okay, I'm over it. I'm totally joking. Sort of. Yes, joking. A few minutes ago, we discussed some of the top challenges for communicators, but the interesting thing about those is that it's a massive switch from challenges in the past, which were budget and measuring results. Because of the shift, more than half, 54%, think more work will be shipped to outside agencies to relieve the pressure. We're certainly seeing that happening with our clients. More work, more meetings, and more priorities. Some of the other key findings were organizations value communications more than ever. The media relations struggle, credibility of sponsored content, brands taking stands on political or social issues, DE&I programs, making an effort to measure, communications technology, and reporting structure for communicators. Yes, 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 and yes. Yes to all of these things. Let's go through each of them and what you might be able to do about them if you find yourself in the same position. Organizations value communications more than ever. Finally. I'm not going to lie, this one makes me ecstatic. In the wake of a tumultuous year, 80% agree or strongly agree that organizations place a greater value on communications now. When asked about specific functions, respondents overwhelmingly said employee communications grew in importance compared to pre-pandemic times. More than half, 64% of respondents anticipate their organizations will adopt a hybrid work environment. Very good news. We are definitely talking with our clients about these things. I've actually never had more requests for internal communications than I've had in the past three months. It makes me want to climb to the top of the Sears Tower, which is totally not called that anymore, but it will always be called so for me, and yell, hallelujah, 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 finally, hallelujah. The interesting thing we're finding is that HR or people teams have their plans and their goals, but they have no idea how to communicate them in a way that builds consensus and keeps engagement high. If you have a proclivity for internal comms, now is your chance to grab that opportunity and run with it. Next, we have the media relations struggle, which will be familiar to many of you. 60% of respondents say media relations is harder or much harder compared to last year, while about one-third say it's about the same. The multi-year trend line on this question suggests it's not getting any easier, which probably isn't a big surprise. 
About one in three say their organization is investing more in media relations, while most will put about the same investment into this effort. Part of what we teach in the PESO model certification is how to use owned and shared media to both build your brand and attract earned media in a world where it's incredibly noisy. Gone are the days of pitching all day long with the intent of having a consistent, steady drumbeat flow of media coverage. It's time to incorporate the other media types to fill the lull and still help you shine like the rock star that you are. Next, we have credibility of sponsored content. 62% say sponsored content, such as posts from the Forbes Communication Council, can be credible some of the time, depending on the source. 41% of communicators say their organization has at least dabbled in sponsored content, about the same number that has never purchased a paid piece. A couple of months ago, Scott Baraldo wrote, in my opinion, a really great article for Spin Sucks, which I'll link to in the show notes for you, about why and how sponsored content helps you with search rankings and gain attention from journalists who wouldn't otherwise know you. In it, he says, in our fragmented media environment and in a post-truth world where information sources are under constant scrutiny, established media organizations carry enormous weight where it matters most. And it matters most with Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Wikipedia, the five most traffic websites in the world. We've entered a pay-for-play world in many cases, and it's how you'll continue to build your brand and cut through the noise. I'm personally a fan. Then we have brands taking stands on political or social issues, not a topic that we haven't covered a ton. (laughs) There's greater support among communicators for brands to take a stand on social issues versus political issues. About one in five, 21%, say brands should take a stand on political issues often or always, while 43% say brands should take a stand on social issues often or always. In both cases, another 40% said sometimes, depending on the issue, context, and relevancy to the organization. This is one of the most talked about issues I have with the leaders at the client companies we work with. How do we lead with values? How do we take a stand? How do we keep employee engagement high? How do we do all of this in a genuine and transparent way without getting ourselves into hot water? This is also a very challenging shift for many business leaders to make, particularly if they are, um, shall we say, of a certain age. Even for most of my career, I've been told not to talk about certain things through our messaging, politics, religion, and social issues, because it guarantees that you're going to piss off half of your customers. But the world, it is a changing, and customers now expect it. And if you make half of them angry, we have to be okay with losing them because they weren't our target audience to begin with. This is extremely challenging for most, but you can also give them data that shows how the most verbal customers will actually never leave. They're just blowing off steam. In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss the other four key findings, including DE&I and measurement. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac, 
dot co slash spin sucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts. The Peso Model Certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited Peso Model Certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. All right, let's talk DE&I measurement, communications technology, and reporting structure. On DE&I programs, two-thirds of respondents said their organization has a formal program in place. Many of these have been in place for years, with just 13% saying that their organization created a formal DE&I program in response to the social unrest in 2020. This is both good and bad. It's great because this is one of the most important things we can tackle as a society. And it's good to hear that a good majority have programs in place. It's bad, however, because when I look at the leadership of many organizations, they're still full of old white men, or they may have a token woman or a token person of color. There is still a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. And you may think you don't have any sway when it comes to this, but you do. Just last week, I had a conversation with a client about how to introduce DEI inside family businesses. And he's going to do the hard work now to begin to make that happen. He wouldn't have even thought of it before I had suggested it. Not that I'm taking full credit. He still has to do the hard work, but it was in a conversation he and I had. We've definitely come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Make sure that you are advocating for more diversity in leadership and that young professionals of color have mentorship opportunities, but mostly that as an organization, you're moving beyond that first step of diversity. That means new hires need to feel welcomed and supported. It's not enough to check the box that the organization has a diverse racial and ethnic group. They must also be happy and be able to do their jobs. Diversity alone is not enough. Making an effort to measure, is it half the battle? Making the effort, I don't know. I think that actually doing it is half the battle, (laughs) but more than half of respondents say they measure their comms efforts always or often. Another 30% measure their efforts some of the time, while 10% rarely or never make any effort to measure results. Although the question was worded differently in prior year surveys, this looks like it is a slight improvement. That could be because it's required, or it could be that communicators are beginning to grasp what measurement means. I don't have survey data to back this up, but I'd venture to guess even the 60% who measure their efforts always or often are still not measuring the things that matter to an organization. This is a constant battle I personally have with clients. What can we measure and what is going to be attributed to brand building and how much of the budget should be focused on each? It's not an easy topic and there isn't an easy solution, but the fact that we're working on it as an industry makes my statistics brain super happy. Communications technology. Respondents give both themselves and the industry remarkably good grades on technical skills. Nearly three quarters, 74%, say the tech skills of comms pro across the industry are somewhere between good and excellent. However, one in five lack technical chops. To be honest, I don't know what this means. Good grades on technical skills? Does this mean 74% of us are great at using computers and social media? We know how to type? Or does it mean we're proficient in using technology to advance the efficiencies of our jobs? Because if it's the latter, 
I'd say 74% of respondents are delusional. Just like the Reagan survey released a couple of weeks ago shows communication professionals are not even using project management software, let alone marketing automation or a PRM. We're still stuck in many cases in Word docs, not even Google docs and Excel spreadsheets or not even Google spreadsheets. Not good. And I would not give us proficiency on technical skills. So that one we're going to kind of leave aside and come back to later. And then the last thing, but certainly not least, is that most respondents currently report to either the CEO, the CMO, or Chief's Communication Officer. We actually find similar reporting structures within our clients' organizations, though just like those in the survey, we would much prefer to be independent of marketing and report to either the CEO or the CCO. It's challenging enough to do our jobs and focus on all the things we should, DE&I, values-based marketing, taking a stand, measuring against business goals without having to do it without direct interaction with the C-suite. Certainly a young professional should not report into the C-suite, but they should report to someone who does. Like I said, we've come a long way and we've advanced more swiftly than normal in the past 16 months, but we still have a very long way to go. A full copy of the JOTW Strategic Comms Survey is available on SlideShare, which I'll link to in the show notes for you. And if you're not already hanging out with us in the SpinSucks community, Get your butt over there. What are you waiting for? You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's fun. It's free. It's challenging. It's educational. And you can brainstorm all sorts of things with a team of experienced professionals. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 